1: Ever knew of Shotgun Willie? I had a Slingshot Billy.
2: What's a Slingshot Billy?
1: When I was growing up, we had a local fella. They called he was soft in the head. That's what they called what? him. What soft? He, he carried a slingshot around. His name was William. <laughs> and uh, based off the popularity of this here song, people started calling him Slingshot Billy. Uh huh. You know what, if He pull that slingshot out, of you. Oh, God, I'm
2: sorry. Cecil. Take
1: your knees out. Um. He's ended down in out of jail the whole time I knew, him, though.
2: Oh no! Was uh-huh. he your friend?
1: I mean, he's acquaintance, oh. you know. It, it, See, so how many acquaintances of yours have been in jail? I lived a low peppered life, <laughs> and I, you know, what? like Daddy said, if you don't know nobody who's in jail, you ain't got you don't know many people.
2: Is that what your dad said? Uh-huh.
1: I of course, he was in jail, too. Maybe oh. that's why he said it.
2: Wait, when was your dad in jail? Uh, I, I feel like you're dropping a lot
1: of bombs uh, right now. I mean, those are things I don't necessarily will get into at the time. But, you know. Yeah, I just but... like this number here. Yeah, I, I oh, it. yeah, he always does.
2: Uh-huh. You just always do this. When I try to get vulnerable with you, you turn uh-huh. up the radio and then just try to walk that's away.
1: A, that's a Margot Press, Price. I uh. think David sold her some marijuana one time. You'll have to ask him. Oh, but anyway, this is a good it's thing a, here.
3: A... Oh, okay. That is all
1: of his family there. Uh, Sleepshot Billy. Well, he's down there at the Five and Dime. And they accused him of stealing a whole case of potted meat. And let's just say that manager, that day manager, had been walking okay. on a crutch for a while after that. The, are you on cocaine? Anyway, or something? I'm what on is too much on? coffee. Okay. I gotta go outside do my calisthenics. Oh. I'm
0: right there. All right, buddy, we got it.
1: I'm up. I got stretched the
0: hamstrings. You seen some of his new exercise exercises? I routine? have. Oh Lord!
2: My favorite is the uh, windmill <laughs> I, that he does. <laughs> I'm just gonna
0: say this: I think we got to get him some longer shorts because when he starts stretching and bending,
2: yeah, he's uh, yeah, you is, know, uh, did you that felt very mm-hmm. manic and weird? Did you hear all of that? Well, and he was talking about his daddy and in the prison. He's and He's hopped and then, up.
0: He's hopped up on on coffee. You've been. You've been getting us a lot of coffee lately. From been Starbucks. getting a lot of now coffee. You finally got him on Starbucks. I
2: did. What well, was
0: what is his order? It's just like half sugar.
2: It's uh yeah, it's half a cup of sugar mm-hmm. and then a shot of espresso, more sugar, and then sweet cream. <laughs> so it's Good just Lord. it's almost like a paste. Uh-huh. So yeah, it's weird. He asked for whipped cream today. I kind of <laughs> felt bad, so I added it.
0: Guess a side of whipped cream? <laughs> <laughs>
2: i remember when charlie was a puppy and he would come with me to starbucks and i even tried to make charlie Mm -hmm. into starbucks because all uh basic bitches know uh that when you go to starbucks and have a dog Uh there's a thing called the puppy chino which is a small a short cup of whipped cream Mm -hmm. and charlie used to love it oh he'd lick it up and after about two of them he just put his nose about it. Yeah. Like he was over it. He was like over he didn't it. want Starbucks yeah. anymore.
0: That's ironic. That's what uh, Cecil used to order.
2: Is the puppeteer. Pumpkin- that's, know-
0: that's how you got him started.
2: <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that would be the perfect Cecil drink.
0: Yeah, he says he never says no to whipped cream. Oh, so.
2: oh the whipped cream there is delicious. Mm-hmm. It's a little different. Yeah. But it's like, why not? Okay.
0: What's different about it? it is seems it homemade, do you think?
2: Yeah, it is homemade. Mm-hmm. I remember it.
0: Easiest thing in the world to make, by the way.
2: Heavy cream. Heavy cream. And you put it in the in the silver thing. I was a I was a barista mm-hmm. for a little. I forget the name of the silver thing. It's cold. Mm-hmm. And then you put the thing in. You put something else.
0: Confectioner sugar and a little vanilla extract. That's whipped cream. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, Starbucks, they do it different. You can use regular sugar, but it, it works better with confectioner sugar, like powdered sugar. So, yeah. Huh. Heavy cream, sugar, vanilla extract.
2: But you're missing the steel thing that mm. you wrap the thing and then it goes, like it makes it the whip part. What's that thing? People do it in the Mixer? walk-in. Whippets. It's a whippet. It. No, you put the thing. There's oh.
0: a... <laughs> I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Okay. Like one of their little like milkshake maker things or whatever?
2: It's kind of like that, but then on the top, it's a whipped cream dispenser. Oh,
0: Okay. Oh, so, so you the make dispenser. the homemade cream, and then you, you put it in the thing, and then you dispense it. Yeah, the, you yeah. shake it,
2: and yeah. then dispense it. Okay.
0: That's pretty
2: cool. I don't know. That's all right. It was a long time ago. Yeah. How about you, boo? Ah! Boo, <laughs> I feel like I've been run over, but like in a good way, what but like mean? also sad, but listen, it's been a rough weekend. A friend of mine, um, well, she found out that she got cheated on. A friend of yours. Yeah. Huh. And uh, and she's a friend of all of ours in the Bravo community. Uh oh, the, is
0: this Bravo news?
2: This is Bravo news. See, you
0: tricked me. I thought this is personal news.
2: No, yeah, I but, don't have friends. Um but bravo news <laughs> is personal yeah, news to you. It's personal. Mm-hmm. Guys, I I'm gonna go ahead and tell you I understand that there aren't a lot of Bravo listeners, okay? But if they're uh listening to this podcast, but guys, this is this is like the royal couple.
0: Of and, Bravo. And for context, like, Bravo is your NFL, NBA, World, yes. Marvel, this everything combined. Like, that's your number—would you say the Bravo universe is your absolute number one um, entertainment? 100%. Guilty pleasure?
2: Yeah, on my uh, Chrome thingy, Rebecca yeah. set up this awesome— thing where you click on Chrome. I was a Safari gal for a while. What's that
0: mean? Oh, okay, yeah. With your internet, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. Anyway,
2: but on my bookmarked tabs, mm-hmm. Bravo TV. There uh, you okay. go. I get all the news. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm a trash can. So, There's no depth here. <laughs> and you've
0: been, you've been um, pretty emotional this week about this
2: news. Okay, so it's not only me, you mm-hmm. guys. The Bravo fans. I have not seen such uproar. This might be the biggest scandal there has been really here's why okay okay so vanderpump rules is not a housewives show however it was birthed from our queen mother beverly hills housewife lisa vanderpump so, she owns a restaurant
0: so she started off on she Beverly started Hills off. housewives yes and, and then, then spin off to her own thing
2: yeah so lisa vanderpump goes to andy cohen that's the guy that's the father of all bravo mm-hmm. who is genuinely upset as well about this news
0: now i know he's a host on a lot of these shows but is he like um he's he-
2: the executive producer okay. he's and and here's the thing he's about Andy. a vested interest yes and andy cohen's the guy who runs all the reunions mm-hmm. if you know i think pop culturally you he would seems know like him. a nice fellow he is. Yeah, he's a, a lovely. He's got a
0: pleasant disposition. Oh
2: yes, he's a gay man with a heart. He just had a baby, uh, but yeah, he's just a sweetie. But here's the thing: he really cares about the housewives, and they always check in, mm-hmm. always. So they'll text him. It's just such a weird universe. It's like a. It's a really weird family that you're connected to. Yeah. Like that, you're just like it's the Bravo, the Bravo verse. Okay. Okay. All right, so in the Bravoverse, we got Vanderpump Rules, kids. Mm-hmm. Now that's my generation. So mm-hmm. this is like, you know, born from 1983 to 1993, like ten years. Mm-hmm. Like these are the like kids. Anyway, the castmates are younger than Housewives. They're like, oh, okay. they're gotcha. in my generation. I got gotcha. you. And on, on what show? Are this they is, is Vanderpump, Vanderpump Rules.
0: Vanderpump. They're younger than the Housewives. Yes. Gotcha.
2: And I understand <laughs> this is going to be hard to follow for you guys, mm-hmm. so I'm going to try. To just go step by step. Just think, okay, we won't go here yet. So here's what happened there's a bunch of couples on Vanderpump Rules. This show started, they were all friends, they lived in West Hollywood in like studio apartments like four in one bedroom and then they all were working at sir so this is 10 years ago when and the sir show started sir is lisa vanderpumps smash hit restaurant on santa monica boulevard oh I we went there yeah sexy unique unique restaurant there you go all right so, is, and
0: i've been there it is both sexy and unique and, and it's a def- restaurant it's definitely a restaurant <laughs> so
2: so they all work together. It's a workplace comedy, right, or dramedy?
0: How long? I'm sorry to interrupt. How long has Vanderpump Rules been on the air? Roughly, is this, this is like
2: season ten.
0: Season ten. Now, do they do the seasons like some shows do? Two or three seasons in a calendar year? Has no. it been on ten years? Yeah, ten okay. years. So One these season a
2: these year. people have been on ten years. Mm-hmm. Now the two, the main couple, has been together for yeah. It's been about she was yeah about nine ten years. They've okay. been together. Um, couples are married on this show. It's very much like you're watching these people through their 30s and 20s, just like struggling and trying to be famous. I put that in quotes. Like a lot of them go on the show. I want to be a pop star. And then, you know, it's just silly crap.
0: I want to be a pop star.
2: Yeah. Weird, Mm -hmm. weird shit. Anyway, let's not derail. Okay. Tom (laughs) and Ariana. Ariana. These are the two people we're talking about. Now, they're the couple that has been together the longest. They did not break up. They have been together this through a whole thing. Ariana is our queen, our love that we are sending all the love and light to because uh, on Friday night, we found out that her boyfriend of nine years was cheating on her with a co-star. No way. Raquel, which is her real name, is Rachel. So everyone's calling her Rachel now because Raquel is not her real name. <laughs> she wants people
0: to call her Raquel? Yeah. Boy, that's pretentious, no? She's
2: a beauty queen uh-huh. from Arizona. So that's there's so much there. Mm-hmm. She's going through a crisis. She hit 27. Now, this girl not only is a cast member, mm-hmm. but was engaged to Tom's other cast member, and they broke up last year, so this is just there's like a it's a incestuous pool. What
0: do you mean, Tom's other cast member? Okay, uh, another so cast another member on the show. I'm sorry, was another Tom's friend. Yes. Okay, gotcha.
2: So, and he's on the show. So it's it's so many weird layers. But this news broke because she found on his phone a FaceTime of the girl doing some not so ladylike things. Mm-hmm. And some sexy text messages she found on his phone. And here's the doozy. He was, he's a part of a cover band. Oh, yeah. And he was on stage singing Jesse's Girl.
0: Oh, there you go. And his phone. We need more of that. We need more Rick Springfield covers.
2: (laughs) And get this. This girl's been on this guy's side. Like, she was there in the front. There's footage of her filming with her phone Mm -hmm. and, like, went to every one of his shows, like Ariana was a great partner to him. His phone falls out of his stupid, glittery pants while he's performing while he's performing, she grabs and she it. it in the green room, yes, and he's thankful she mm-hmm. grabs it because it's she doesn't want him to trample on it,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then she gets a text message from Dum Dum Magoo, which is the other woman, uh-huh. and then she looks through the text and there's like. Nasty text messages, blah, blah blah blah. The FaceTime, the all the stuff, and so this affair has been going on for seven months.
0: Seven months. They have been Says filming. They, how do we know it's seven months?
2: Because they came out with it.
0: Okay, that means it's been two years.
2: I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Is that true?
0: Yeah. If you get caught or you admit to something, you, you still people still lie.
2: No. They, oh yeah. Yeah,
0: that's that's human. But she nature.
2: was engaged to James.
0: Mm-hmm. What happened to James?
2: Okay, so DJ James Kennedy mm-hmm. who is the biggest douchebag ever. However, now we're on his side because she was he was uh, engaged to Rachel, aka Raquel.
0: Were they together while Raquel is cheating with Tom?
2: We don't know. See, that's the thing. We don't know the timeline. Okay. They broke up last year. Okay. So she cuz she just didn't know. You know, oh, she yeah. just didn't know if they could be soulmates. She broke off the engagement. And now she ruined a relationship. So Tom
0: and who was his? Ariana. Ariana's. Okay, yeah.
2: Were they married? Are they married? They had a 2.2. Well, they still have a $2.2 million farmhouse in Studio City. Mm -hmm. One of those brand new ones. Mm -hmm. And that was her. When she went into that house with him, she was very clear from the Mm get-go of their relationship. I do not want to get married.
0: She did not want to get married. She did not want to get married
2: didn't believe in marriage mm-hmm. totally fine also she did not want to have kids
0: okay
2: now and they went in on this house together about a couple years ago and that was her saying hey i'm investing a lot of my my own money this is almost like our wedding okay and even so though they, i
0: don't want to marry you yeah. we'll live together we'll now did they buy the house together they did okay
2: so they bought this house together mm-hmm. then uh
0: with all his Rick Springfield cover band money?
2: <laughs> no. Uh-huh. I think just... Here's the thing. Through pandemic, mm-hmm. this guy, I will say, is a marketing genius. He's yeah. one of those guys that's like, hey, 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 let me get... You know, uh, he did that... Uh, What's the... The cameos. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did the Amazon Lives with his friend. Like th- He has another restaurant that Lisa Vanderpump set him up with. Mm-hmm. He's just... He's a good marketer. Yeah. You know what I mean? One of those types. Yeah. Yeah. And we all know those types. And that's in every business, not just entertainment. Like, just kind of fake and schmoozy and-
1: All
0: hat and no cowboy. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. So they live together. They have two dogs, happy as a clam, allegedly. Uh, Ariana has struggled with depression. Mm -hmm. She's talked about it on the show. Uh, Her father died uh, about seven years ago or eight, and- she never spoke about it on the show that year because she didn't want it to become a storyline for her family. Like Mm. she's a good person. That's the thing. Like she's like solid and yeah, you get messy and stuff, but like there's not one person that has anything bad to say about her. And do
0: we know, sorry to interrupt. Do we know if Tom ever asked or pushed her to get married? She has a staunch no marriage policy. What was Tom's? thoughts on that
2: great question mm-hmm. so after there was a couple years now this happens a lot with couples that I've noticed mm-hmm. um one partner will say hey this is what I'm about mm-hmm. I don't want kids I don't want a, a house you know I don't want a marriage mm-hmm. but here's what I will do all right you're la- are you laughing at me
0: oh well I, I just I'm connecting it to people we know on oh a personal I see. level
2: Oh, oh, I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. I totally... (laughs) But yeah, so here's... When people tell you, okay, this is what I'm going to do, guess what? That's what they will do. (laughs) There's no... But I think it's hard for a guy like this because he is a full-blown narcissist. There's Mm -hmm. no question. He does not feel bad about the whole thing. He He thinks he's in the right. He's Mm -hmm. having an awakening. That's his fucking... Sorry, his excuse. So yeah, I think... I'm sorry, I digress. But... Yes, they were in a relationship and he took that as a challenge. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, she doesn't want to get married, she doesn't want to have kids with anyone else, but with me, oh, she'll she'll want some kids. Mm-hmm. So he was really almost auditioning to be like the best boyfriend. Uh this guy also when Ariana was offered a bartending book, because she worked at Vanderpump Rule or Sir as well, this was about five years ago. Uh her a book.
1: A book on cocktails, yeah, Yeah, a book
2: deal, like like a coffee table book. Mm -hmm. He wanted to be in on it too, Mm -hmm. and basically messed his way into it. So they both did the book together because he couldn't have her just shine on her own.
0: Boy, that's not that kind of jerk. Yeah, Yeah.
2: so he just there there are red flags and stuff, but this guy is just gnarly there is so much to it but anyway so she found out friday this happens in the bravo universe i am on tiktok and i am never felt more alive because every bravo person was on and shocked like it's like a huge deal and i'm trying to figure out why and i know it's the celebrity (laughs) thing No, because I'm obsessed with it, Uh and I can't. And you know this. And now you're like into it too. Oh,
0: I'm deep.
2: You're deep into Uh it because I can't stop talking about it. There isn't. And um, so now we have the Uh co-stars that are best friends with Ariana, so they're all just gonna pummel her. Here's the great thing, production. Why would they pummel Ariana? I'm sorry, they're gonna pummel Raquel. Rachel Rachel Rachel's her real name Uh which I love the Bravo holics because Mm -hmm. people were going deep into things like Mm -hmm. people found a yearbook Mm -hmm. with her name as Rachel and they're like she's Rachel now so now everybody like these videos are almost just like a public forum of talking it feels Mm -hmm. like in high school or college where you're like they broke up Mm -hmm. what and you want all the details and all the stuff yeah so this affair was seven months Here's the other thing. Uh, Ariana does struggle with depression, like all of us. And uh, her, I think, a grandparent passed away, so she went to Florida Mm -hmm. for about a month with her family. Guess what? Uh, Rachel decides to come over and hang out with Tom almost every day while she's
0: gone. Yeah just to comfort him
2: yeah, yeah he's going through it right yeah. it's her grandmother yeah but he's going through uh-huh. it uh he dressed up uh as Rachel for Halloween mm-hmm. that's mm.
0: weird yeah that is bizarre
2: they hung out together uh apparently this girl has been to every one of his concerts and his <gasps> cover band knew that they were cheating
0: oh the band knew
2: which is interesting to me mm-hmm. so do you I have a question mm-hmm. if you're Let's say I know you're not in it.
0: Speaking of the mic.
2: I'm sorry. Oh yeah, Charlie. Charlie. Charlie's in a mood.
0: Um, What's okay. wrong, buddy? He's just he's I, he's taking this Bravo news hard.
2: I mean, he feels my anxiety because mm-hmm. it's tough. Yeah. Um, but I will say, okay, you're let's put this into your perspective. Okay. You're at let's say you're in a tour, right? You're mm-hmm. on a huge, huge tour. Mm-hmm. You're you have your opener, you have your feature. Mm-hmm. Say and they're one of them is a very good friend to you. Okay. Let's say, okay. Now this person you know is cheating. Okay, There's my
0: a, my friend is cheating on his girlfriend or yes.
2: wife. Yes, for not so they've been together for over nine years, right? Mm-hmm. You're best friends with him. He is so he's your coworker though. You see the cheating happening. What do you do? Like, what was that bandmate supposed to do? When they saw the cheating happen.
0: Okay, question. Yes. Am I friends with the cheaters' other half? Yes. Or is it just...
1: It's
2: a group of friends. You Mm -hmm. guys, it's a collective. So it'd be like the whole band knows... uh, You're not best friends... But you're, like, close mm-hmm. because it's your co-worker. So the band
0: knows, in, in the real scenario, the band is friendly with uh, Ariana. The wife, yes. Uh-huh. We'll call her a wife for mm-hmm. now.
2: Yes. But she's not. they're not married.
0: Well, that's a tough one. Really? <laughs> well, what I mean is, okay, I would definitely, if I saw it and I knew that he was supposed to be in a committed relationship with his wife or even not really wife, but we've been together 10 years and we own a house together, lady... Uh, I'd definitely confront him about it. You I'd be would? Like, I'd be, yeah, I would definitely, hey man, what the fuck? What you doing? Now, the tough part is, do I go and tell her? I think that depends on how close I am with her. Like, if she's, if I don't know her that well. My point is, my hesitation is, why is it my job to, to knock over the first domino?
2: Okay, knock over the first domino. Well, that? there's going to be a domino oh, right. effect. If I tell right.
0: if I go and tell her what's going on, then the dominoes fall and the shit hits the fan. Do I want to be the one responsible for knocking over that first domino? Now, if it's a if she is a good friend, yeah, like if it's 50/50, like if I'm equally friends with him and her, then I would definitely confront him about it and probably let her know. If It's like a 90-10 or 80-20 thing where, like, I only know her through him, but we're not that close. Again, do I want to be the one that starts the shitstorm? I mean, yes, his actions technically started it, but do I want to be the whistleblower in that scenario? That's that's where it's tough.
2: Oh, that's interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean I, I either cons-
0: way I confront him and let him know he's a shithead. now how
2: do you confront him? Do you do it hey, in what's the moment? Up? Yeah. Or do you do what? like you see her going to the hotel room? Yeah,
0: hey, what's up with that? Does does your wife know that this is going on? Yeah. What's up with that, dude? I yeah. don't want I don't want I mean, you know, you gotta be careful too not to be too self righteous and judgmental, but I don't I don't wanna be business partners or colleagues with someone who's a habitual cheater, just to you know? But at the same time, is is it my job to run to her and tell her what's going on?
2: I think it's, I think, yes. I would definitely. But I am a lady, and I'm a girl's girl, and absolutely. There would be, but What about
0: an anonymous tip?
2: Oh. What if someone drops
0: a dime to her anonymously?
2: Now, how do you even do that? I mean, you could. Just like. Send a blocked message or something. Yeah.
0: Send her a letter. Yeah. Random voicemail. I don't know. Yeah. But do you see my dilemma there? Like, of course, in a perfect world, like, I like to do the right thing. I feel like I'm a fairly righteous dude and I'm golden rule. But, again, who says it's my business?
2: I love... I You know what's interesting? I feel like this is definitely a boy thing Mm -hmm. and a a Southern thing Mm -hmm. in a way because it's like, no, let's not talk about it, you know, and, and let's sweep it under the rug. Well, it's
0: not sweeping under the rug. It's rooted in the principle of mind your own damn business. I was definitely raised to mind your own business to a certain extent. Now, if I, if he, if I know he's abusing her, hitting her, regardless Mm -hmm. if I even know or not. Yeah. I'm stepping in on that shit. Mm -hmm. You know, this ain't my business. It is now you hit a woman in front of me. Guess what? I'm involved now, asshole. But in terms of infidelity and relationships, that's real sticky. Like I said, if she was a genuine friend or if it was 50-50, yes. But if it's just someone I vaguely know through him, eh, like I would definitely confront him either way. But I would feel hesitation to go and blow the whistle.
2: Would you continuously be silent for seven months? i know um, it really He's is still a, it's really a case gray by area interesting well okay so if i'm in your shoes I, i'm putting myself in your mm-hmm. shoes i don't want to cause the domino effect but i would go to both of them mm-hmm. and i would say hey i know what's going on you either tell her mm-hmm. in the next two days or i will mm-hmm. because that's that is fair i feel like or and i don't think cheaters in any way is okay because mm-hmm. it's such a betrayal and it's to do it for so long and and to be secretive about it and to, to have sex with another person in a home you built with somebody mm-hmm. that's so um, it's so much psychologically more deep.
0: Was he maybe. hooking up with uh, don't Rachel? Tell me, Rachel in his and Ariana's home? Yeah. Ooh. See, in a weird way, that makes it worse.
2: It does. Not- She would be sleeping upstairs. Yeah, see, that's She would be sleeping upstairs. Not
0: that I would condone any of it, but <laughs> you would think, all right, if you're going to have an affair, at least do it outside of my damn home.
2: Oh, sorry. You right Yeah, here? sorry, sorry.
0: But at least go do that at a hotel or her place. But, like, it's somehow... I mean, that's bad enough, but I think it brings it up a notch to do that in the home that y'all share together.
2: Well, and they all are friends. Mm -hmm. I mean, this girl, uh, Rachel was friends with Ariana, and Mm -hmm. now watching the season play out, which Mm -hmm. Vanderpump Rules is playing out right now, uh, it is... They're trying to create a narrative that she hooked up Rachel Mm -hmm with Tom's best friend, mm-hmm. who happens to be named Tom. Mm-hmm. So it was a deflection tactic. Oh, you're hooking up with the other Tom. And that way they got along with the secret. I know it's getting confusing. Mm-hmm. So she basically... Who who created that narrative? I believe Scandoval. I, I, Tom Sandoval, the guy uh-huh. that cheated on Ariana, I think probably he knows how to play this reality game very well. He told... Raquel slash Rachel, hey, you you make out with Schwartz. He's going through a divorce. This will be the storyline. Then we can yeah, have our so our stuff.
0: Worse. So like like premeditated, yeah, like, diabolical. Like,
2: it is diabolical. Mm-hmm. Then everybody. Fun fact: BravoCon happens in November. She Rachel slash Raquel is at every one of the the performances of his cover band mm-hmm. in the front row just gazing at him mm-hmm. next to Ariana who's doing the same thing yeah. but she's like oh this is just we're like a f- uh, and and not jealous like she's okay with friend groups and she loved her and was trying to take her under her wing mm-hmm. and they had matching uh the cheaters had matching lightning bolt necklaces that both wore both of them wore because that's their little Secret sign of love. No one noticed that they had the
0: same necklace? No. Hmm. See, that that brings us to a whole nother topic that we've talked about before, but just platonic friends.
2: Nope. Amongst am married or,
0: or seriously committed. I, and I agree.
2: I, I know. I and mean, you want to sound... be an adult. You want to yeah. give
0: people the benefit of the doubt. Like, I would want the benefit of the doubt. But, like... I don't have I don't go ha- hang I don't have any female friends. I yeah. have female acquaintances. I have females that I know that I'm friendly with, but I ain't going to eat barbecue with just some single lady.
2: Well, it's it feels like and look, if it was a friend group and you were just hanging out, like there's such a gray area mm-hmm. because these people are coworkers too. So it's kind of hard to like Ooh. listen, you can't isolate your partner, but like if I know, I know my boundaries.
0: But they're not really co-workers in the sense that. Well, if, they, you know, it's reality TV. But it'd be different. They if, have,
2: they're on the same show.
0: If I worked a 40-hour week, 9-to-5 job somewhere and I went and, you know, had lunch with a co-worker. Okay, maybe. You know, oh, we both had the same break. We go right across the street to Burger King. Whatever. Hopefully there'd be other people there. But they're not like. What I'm saying is they're not forced in proximity to each other. They the, are. The way you would be, though, in an office. Right. Three hours a week.
2: Right. You're right. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But they are forced to film together yeah. in the season a lot. Mm-hmm. So they're all together. It's incestuous but in that way.
0: so is uh, Ariana's around. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, but that's why it was so sneaky. And mm-hmm. so here's my thing. I think it... That's what you're addicted to is the sneakiness mm-hmm. when it's this deep seven months mm-hmm. and and they were going to tell her allegedly, but they just couldn't find the right time, yeah, you know, sure. because of her depression. Yeah. Now they're blaming her. Uh-huh. Uh, her. Are they really blaming her? They're saying, well, he's getting out of it by saying, OK, hey, uh, you were depressed. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to make you more depressed. <laughs> I didn't want to freak you out because of your grandma or grandma father dying like he's just trying to get out of it that way making him the victim uh she's just in love with him they want to be together and that's the worst thing to me too like who's in love with him um Rachel Raquel. Right, okay, so in. apparently they both are in love. Uh-huh. They so want once to be it came together. out,
0: then it was like, yes, and we're in love and yeah. deal with it. Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: Yes. And I guess, uh, so production on Friday night immediately goes over to that house. Mm-hmm. It's on TMZ. It's on all the blogs. It's on all Instagram, TikTok, all this crap. Andy Cohen weighs in. Everyone's just shocked mm-hmm. because it's so secretive and creepy. And now they're going to be filming extra episodes and the editors are going in and changing the entire narrative, looking up these scenes with, you know, Rachel and Raquel slash Raquel and Ariana. And they're just putting this love triangle together. It's a real life soap opera Mm -hmm. that is, that we're all invested in. And I think for me, this is so personal because (laughs) These people have been a part of my life <laughs> uh, since my mom was super super sick. My mom got sick with her right. autoimmune disease. What seven years ago? Was it the the sickness how long, started? How long
0: before she passed? Like
2: it was a couple a few years. Couple of
0: years, so yeah. And she passed in nineteen. So yeah, probably yeah. sixteen or seventeen.
2: Yeah. And that's when I started getting really into Vanderpump Rules. Mm -hmm. Like, I was at my dad's, and I would just lock myself in my room and be like, anything. Like, let me just think about something else. And it was a great deflection. Mm -hmm. And weirdly, these people were so dark and sad that it made everyone else feel better watching them, being like, okay, well, I'm not that off, man. Mm -hmm. You know, my boyfriend isn't cheating on me Mm -hmm. this way or whatever the hell. And I think... I think that's why it hits you, especially, I, I I guess I just don't understand. This woman is beautiful. She's accomplished. She's vulnerable. She's wonderful. This is Ariana, the girl that got cheated on. Then we got this guy who diabolically cheated. So I guess the adrenaline rush of sneaking around mm-hmm. is probably, I'm guessing, part of it. I bet that's the dopamine rush. Sure, probably. Right? For
0: for those type of people, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's like, okay, I love you and, you know, Mm -hmm. saying one thing to somebody and then sleeping next to somebody else and then blaming them. Like, that's just heartless.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a characteristic of the great American douchebag. This guy sounds like a real douchebag.
2: Well, and I know, like... I feel like men's midlife crises crises are happening earlier. Like I feel like back in the day when I was growing up, it was like guys buy Corvettes when they're fifty or sixty and try to you know reclaim their youth,
0: or yeah, or cheat on their wives, yeah, or divorce their wife and get someone younger.
2: Right, mm-hmm. and we've talked about this before. Love cycles every seven years. You know, you're basically you get bored. <laughs> you could get bored of a relationship. Mm-hmm. They call it the seven year itch. And it's love cycles are in seven years. So that makes sense. But that's why you have to work at your relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's not just romantic. That's all. That's friendships. That's
0: communication, family, everything,
2: everything. And so that's why, to me, I was looking up my favorite guy, John Gottman, Mm -hmm. who is a doctor, PhD, psychiatrist, and he runs the Gottman Institute. Don't worry. It's not a cult. Uh, It's just for couples. It's Mm -hmm. relationship counseling. And he said the biggest thing you could do is start uh, with a white lie when it comes to betrayal.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, white lie. There you go. Here's a little white lie. Mm-hmm. Here's what I did. And, and that then, leads
0: to another lie. And that leads to another right,
2: lie. That needs, leads to another, okay, wait, why People am I who doing this? People lie a
0: this? lot or just exhausted because you got to keep up with all that
2: you shit. You have to keep up with your lie.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then... It becomes even bigger. So then you're right. It's just, it snowballs. What's
0: that old saying? I'm paraphrasing, but something like an honest man um, doesn't need a memory or something like that. Yeah. You know, if you're just honest all the time, you don't need a memory. You don't have to remember what you told that person as opposed to what you told that person. Like if everything's the truth, then you got nothing to worry about.
2: That's true. Mm -hmm. Well, and I go back to the midlife crisis because it's interesting to me that now midlife crisis, it feels like it's like 40, Mm -hmm. 41. I mean, I'm about to turn 40 in August, whoop, whoop, but I'm, I'm even feeling it like mm-hmm. it's a, it's a weird age to turn mm-hmm. and you feel just sort of like, okay. And instead of being introspective or figuring out, okay, well, what's my next path? What is it about this? that's coming up for me. Uh, I think a lot of people choose the other, which is deflection, okay well what's this person's holding me back or this is holding me back or I need a new this and it's like well or are you running away from yourself Mm -hmm. and this guy is a perfect example he opened up a new restaurant then he kind of just let that go they didn't open it then he started this cover band and it was just a lot of manic it just felt manic Mm -hmm. behavior and I feel like that's a huge red flag of, hey, what's going on? And instead of looking in the mirror and saying, okay, I want a family. I've been with this lady for 10 years. Mm-hmm. She doesn't. Crap. We're in different places.
0: I guarantee that's not why he's cheating, though. Like, yeah. he didn't cheat just to impregnate this woman because he wants a family. Cheaters are entitled. It's, it's greed and entitlement. I want to have
2: sex with everybody. Have you ever known a cheater? Have you known somebody in your inner circle that cheated?
0: I've got friends who have admitted to cheating in the past, but I, I don't know. I Not like while I was friends with them or, or I mm-hmm. was aware of it. Um, oh, okay. I'm sure I surely have known some. I don't know. Not, not really. Not off the top of my head. Outside of, I'm sure in high school and stuff, you know, P, I, my friends were... Sneaking around behind their girlfriend's backs and stuff. But as far as like an adult, not that I can think of off the top of my head.
2: Well, and look, I, I know I probably sound really judgmental and stuff. And look, I am, I'm an ass, but I also do know when cheating happens, it's, it's a break. It's Mm -hmm. like a earthquake or something. This has been in the works for a while. Mm -hmm. And, there's a reason that person is cheating. Now, that I'm not condoning that mm-hmm. at all. Um, I'm just saying, okay, well, what's, let's get to that issue. And a lot of people can't look at that mm-hmm. because that means you have a flaw. Yeah, You know, you, you did something really wrong to mm-hmm. somebody. Yeah. And taking accountability for that is probably the hardest thing, to look into somebody's eyes and be like, yes, I cheated, and yeah. I'm sorry.
0: Now, does... I'm not defending this guy, but does he get any credit as far as, (coughs) pardon me, what I'm trying to say is the severe, is it not quite as severe in that he's like, hey, we're not married. I wanted to marry you. You said you don't want to get married. He's still at fault and I'm not defending him, but does he get any credit. If if, if he were going to get sentenced by a judge, right. does, does the judge take it a little easier on him because he's not married?
2: Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Everyone, <laughs> this has been on, you know, TikTok and everything. All the bravo psychos like me. If he, uh, I'm just addressing this and yeah, sorry, my mind's ADHD. I mean, he's
0: clearly in a committed relationship right. since he has exactly. a home with someone. But does he get off... Any lighter on a technicality?
2: No. Here's why. Because if he would have come and admitted it and said, hey, all right, I'm cheating. This is going to come out. I'm, you know, this is what it is. I don't know what's going on with me, but I love her. And this is, you know, if he was upfront about yeah. it, he got caught though. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's where he doesn't get off on a technicality. Okay.
0: Yeah. And like, okay, if he truly is in love with Ari uh, Raquel, uh uh-huh. uh, that's fine. You can't help your feelings, but you can you can help your actions. If you're just in love with this gal, okay, that's not your fault. You gotta immediately break up with your current lady. Mm-hmm. It, it's the fact. It's the greed. Break it's the up entitlement. with the person. Break exactly. up with the person. If please. you just know that you've gotta go sleep with someone else, guess what? You got to end your current relationship first. Like, that's just greed and entitlement. Like, guys like that, especially douchey guys, it's just, uh, I'm going to do what I want, regardless of the repercussions, regardless of who I hurt.
2: Well, and... I want to
0: have sex with that lady, too. Yeah. It's like, well, guess what? It doesn't work that way. Yeah. I mean, you know, now if you're just a single, you know, if he wasn't in a committed relationship, he was... I've been there before where, like, you date someone... And you're up front about like, hey, you know, this is really light. I'm not, we're not exclusive yet. Yep. You know, if you're up front with that, then, you know, and and you're just dating someone, then sure, go ahead and do whatever you got to do. But yeah, 10 years, you own a home together. It's clear that he's in a committed relationship with her.
2: Well, he put himself into situations (laughs) that are not appropriate, at least in my eyes. Like... If if a woman was going to every one of your yeah. stand-up shows yeah. on tour, mm-hmm. I would be like
0: What's up with that?
2: What? Who? Even if they were a mutual friend of mine, <laughs> yeah. I'd be like this is weird. Yeah,
0: that's abnormal.
2: That is an abnormal thing. I'm not there and I don't know. I'm not trying to be all, you know, clingy and weird, but that would that would raise some spidey senses of like what? Mm-hmm. And also Again,
0: golden rule. Yeah. Hey Tom, How would you feel if I went to this other douchebag cover band guy every show? (laughs) What if I was the number one fanboy of this band? Well,
2: here's here's the thing this girl was a UCB uh, person, she was a sketch person, she was doing comedy, but like she kind of just put herself on the back burner Mm -hmm. and really supported this narcissistic guy for so long. And you see the shift happen. Like Mm -hmm. she starts kind of changing, going, you know. A little in the background which is what happens with all narcissists but it's it's just heartbreaking to see but also what are the odds that she gets the phone and then a text comes in yeah. like that was god or the universe being like get out get out of this and just for all the cheaters out there we know Women have (laughs) a a voice. I think God gifted us with this intuition of like, oh, no, we know. And then if we don't confront it, it just keeps uh, snowballing. But like, I I don't know. I think you're never really are. Do you think it's ever just caught off guard altogether? Like, what? Really? I'm
0: sure there's cases of that where. Wow. Yeah, I think the quote unquote victim had no idea.
2: Yeah, that's true. I'm not trying to victim shame <laughs> at all, but it's just interesting, like, how...
0: How, how roughly, how old are these people? How old's Tom, roughly?
2: Well, he lies. Mm-hmm. He says he's 39, but he's actually 41.
0: Okay, see, so that's my point. Um, it'd be different <laughs> if we were talking about a bunch of college-age people, or early 20s, when your hormones and your judgment are running rampant. Dude, you're 40 years old. Married or not, you're gonna commit to that's fucking hack. It is hack. So unoriginal. Such a hack. And guess how
2: old the girl is that he had sex with? Probably a lot younger 27. Mm -hmm. So she's, and she just got done with the breakup with another co star. Mm -hmm. So her family is going on social media and saying they want her to quit the show. They want her to come home. They think it's like a mental breakdown. She is refusing to do that. And so it does seem fame-hungry and just kind of disgusting. And
0: this is me being judgmental. But, yeah, also, you know what else is fucking hack? <laughs> a man lying about his age. I... That's the fucking lamest shit I've ever heard. I know. I've had people in this town, like when I'm on stage, and somebody's like, oh, you're brave mentioning your age. I'm a man. <laughs> well, And aging is not a character flaw. Guess what? We all do it. Who gives a shit? A, a, a man. Now I know why that, women. Why are exactly, you saying man? Exactly because, and I know that's a double standard or whatever. Yes, it is. I understand. Well, I don't understand, but from what I have heard, aging—it's a little. This is a <laughs> whole can you. of worms. No, no, no but, I know, you know. I know, no. The, I'm the listening. Societal pressures that okay. have been put on women in terms of appearance and things. Hey, I get all that. Man, you're a dude. Just fucking be a dude. Yeah. Like that's so. I don't have the right adjective, but, like, that's so lame. Yeah. Like, dude, who gives a shit? And
2: also, I think women should be empowered to state their age. Mm -hmm. I even find myself being age-shamed, even inadvertently, because we live in Los Angeles, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I get that. But, and I love how we moved here (laughs) when I'm turning 40. I'm like, cool, I want to feel old. But it's... It's silly. It shouldn't just be a man thing. Men age and you know, unfortunately, you guys get celebrated for it. Okay, you're you're a catch. You're you're a single dude in your 40s or 50s. Oh, he's a real ooh, he, you know, he's a great guy. Let's try to get him, right? And with women, it's like, "Oh, you're a spinster. You're mm-hmm. alone." Mm-hmm. All this really negative mis- misogynistic mm-hmm. undertones. When actually women we get smarter, mm-hmm. <laughs> we learn more, we grow more as we get older because our estrogen and all that stuff is de- declining mm-hmm. and then you guys are actually, your testosterone is declining. Yeah. So you become more like emotional. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like, uh you know, with, Men and women, uh, the stereotypes of men being all strong and women being all feely, it switches. Yeah.
0: And I'm glad, by the way. I had too much testosterone in my 20s.
2: (laughs) Did you Yeah. I was
0: just out of control. I was just.
2: What does that even mean, too much testosterone? Just.
0: Just... It's hard to explain. Really? It's it's like caffeine or something. Just. I don't know. It's hard to explain. So
2: with testosterone. I'm glad I've
0: mellowed out a little bit.
2: Okay, so it's almost like you have to just release something. Yeah. And I'm not just saying, you know. Yeah,
0: not just that, but yeah.
2: But it's like, I have to go hit a tree yeah. or whatever it is. I
0: used to listen to metal. I used to work out all the time. Okay. You know, sex drive was through the roof. Just, yeah. You know, when you're a 20, 25-year-old man, like, so I, I'm glad that that's <laughs> toned down a little bit.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think what happens, too, is as that happens, as that shift happens— You have to acknowledge it and you have to let your partner know, like, you know, when I know my period's coming, I'm like, oh, God, Mm -hmm. my period's coming. I'm probably going to act really tired or annoyed or, you know, I I have the signs. I can tell. Uh, And to verbalize that to you. You're not a mind reader. Mm -hmm. You don't know. So just to, hey, next few days, can you be a little gentle with me? Not that you aren't, but like... You have to verbalize uh, to your partner what's going on. Mm -hmm. And once that communication is gone, that's another form of betrayal because you're not letting that person in Mm -hmm. at all. You're just – it's – John Gottman calls it gridlocked. Mm -hmm. You're gridlocked in this conundrum that as couples you have this one thing that keeps coming up Mm -hmm. and up and up and it's going to be a problem. Um, And sometimes problems don't have solutions. You know, I want a baby. I don't. OK, well, yeah, you know, you got <laughs> to you gotta figure that out either way. Yeah. If you really want a family mm-hmm. like that sucks. But like you got to go have faith and confidence in yourself that, OK, this relationship has run its course. Mm-hmm. I have to be strong with my boundaries. But I think in a lot of relationships, women especially, I've noticed that they try to people please mm-hmm. and they're like, no, it's OK. It's okay. He's Oh, that's okay. Okay. This is where and and things just, you know, kind of erode. Mm-hmm. And then if he can get away with this, he can get away with that. I I think there are people like that, men and women, who try to test the boundaries. So Oprah said, P- you teach people how to treat you. Mm-hmm. I completely believe that. And so if you're in a relationship with somebody that's a narcissist or, or that really consumes you in unhealthy ways, it, you know, it. you have to be very strict and know yourself to go into that and be like, oh, no, this is how you treat me. These mm-hmm. are my boundaries. Yeah. So, no, you know. No is a complete sentence, everybody. You don't need to explain. You, you just say that. no. Yeah. Nope. And move on. Yeah. Hey,
0: so, can you cover my shift Friday? No. Yeah. I think I think we're I at least me, I was always I felt obligated to explain why.
2: Would you explain why? <clears throat>
0: Sometimes, yeah.
2: I would a hundred percent if I was trying to ask for like, hey, I have this tomorrow and this tomorrow and this tomorrow and this tomorrow and I promise you I'll give you my firstborn if you take my shift, like I would do the opposite as well. But yeah, you can say no. Yeah.
0: I really wish I could. I just don't want to. <laughs> Well, so, this is all very exciting. But oh, I'm not, I know I'm not mo- No, no. I know that sounded sarcastic, it but is. in your world, like if you're a Bravo fan, like this is huge news to you guys.
2: This is. Well, and also they haven't filmed every end of season of Bravo shows, they do a reunion, mm-hmm. which is where they all get together and talk about the season and basically hash it out. It's mm-hmm. a fight. Well, the reunion has not happened yet. Mm-hmm. So this is happening in two weeks, and that's when you'll really get to see all of this fall out, which is so sad. And it's sad that it's entertainment, and it's sad that we're all obsessed with this. But it's really... It's
0: not sad. It's entertainment. You're you're intrigued.
2: But by a relationship that's crumbling, that's really sad.
0: Well, I mean, it's not like... I, I, I see what you're saying, but... It's not... The way you're approaching it, it's not like you're obsessed about... Their actual details. You're obsessed with the scenario and what that represents to anyone. Yeah, you know how that how that pertains. Speaking of which, I'd love to go back. You asked yeah. me about the scenario, if I would tell the my my friend's significant other if the friend was cheating. Put that. Put that on you. Okay. All right, and let's do. Uh, some people may not know who we're talking about, but just to give it a real world context. Okay. Um. Let's say. My buddy Fritz, just for an example. And by the way, he's there's he's this is just an example. I'm not <laughs> this saying is just he's doing an example. That. But you've met his lovely yeah. girlfriend Nadia once, right? Once That's or true. twice. You yes. don't know her very well. I don't. You I know love that her. she exists. Yeah, you know that she and James are together and have been together for years. Okay. And you're, and you're friends with James, not as much as me, but through me, yeah. and you all used to work together. Anyway, oh, yeah. That scenario, you find out James is cheating on Nadia, a, a woman who you've met, but you're not necessarily friends. You're not enemies, but you just haven't gotten that close yet for whatever reason. You're running, you running over to her house and telling her immediately?
2: <sighs> Great question. Mm-hmm. Have I, ha- do you tell me this, or is it an eyewitness account, I saw him cheating?
0: You saw him cheating.
2: I would I would message her on Instagram. Really? I would. Before
0: you call him out? Yeah. Do you message him first? Or you don't even give a fuck about messaging him? I don't message him. Interesting. Okay.
2: I would automatically go to the source. And you
0: don't feel guilty? Like, what if that just ruins both of their lives? You wouldn't feel any responsibility. Granted, it wasn't you who cheated, mm-hmm. but you knocked over that first domino.
2: Well, that domino is going to fall no matter what. Mm-hmm. So, my why as well... is it
0: your job to knock it over?
2: Because
0: if it's going to fall no matter what, why get involved? And by the way, I'm I'm just asking. This is no, I I'm... I'm, I'm curious about this because it is quite a dilemma. I you know,
2: yeah, that's a tough one. Well, I would I would tell you, hey, I'm going to reach out. To James's girlfriend, because this is wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to play God. Mm-hmm. I'm just doing golden rule. If this happened with me, I would really But it wa- didn't happen to you. Huh? It,
0: but it didn't happen to you. It's technically not your business.
2: It isn't my business, but if I, yes, but if I saw the murder happen,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I'm just, okay, the crime. Yeah. I saw a murder. If I just ignore it True. and walk down the street, no, I'm a witness to it. I'm going to tell, I can't tell the cops, right? Mm -hmm. So I I tell the source. I can let, if I wanted to be nice to James, I could let him know Mm -hmm. with a message before I reach out to Nadia, but be like, look, I'm going to tell her or you will. Mm -hmm. So let's just call a spade a spade. I Mm -hmm. don't care. I, because to me, I saw it. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say something. Okay because I think that's right. I understand that that's me. I I, I totally get what you're saying, mm-hmm. but I saw it for a reason. The universe put this, you know what I mean? I, I'm gonna, sorry, I, I secrets don't make friends. I'm gonna say something. Huh, interesting. See something, say something. Uh-huh. That's kind of what I would do. And yeah, I, I'm not proud of it, and I feel bad for the fallout that would happen with you and your friend. Mm-hmm. But, and I would let you know the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, I'm going to reach out to James, you know, tell him this. And then in a day or so, if he doesn't do anything, I'm going to reach out to her. Yeah, That's it. Hmm. So it's in their court. I'm not trying to just infiltrate their life, but I'm saying, hey, I saw this. Going to do something about it. Yeah, You have a choice to come clean.
0: Well, that's a good variable there, giving him the option right. to address it first.
2: Yes, this should come from me. Yeah, I'll you.
0: give you you know, X amount of time, and if you don't, I'm going to.
2: Well, and also, if you didn't know, another tactic is me saying it to you mm-hmm. and being like, you better talk to your friend and tell him.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And it has to, and it should, if it doesn't come from me, it has to come from somebody. Mm-hmm. And so I would put that burden on you. <laughs> but would you do, do the same thing? Would you tell him? I mean, this is hard, and it shouldn't be to me. Mm -hmm. It should just be like, yeah, tell the person, Mm -hmm. right?
0: Yeah, yeah, and and for the record, I don't necessarily adhere to the old, you know, no snitching. I never understood that. I know that's real pervasive in our culture these days. You know, snitches get stitches, but like case-by-case basis, you know? Right. I mean, if yeah, if I was walking down the street and I saw a stranger murder another stranger— yeah, I, I the, fir- the 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 perpetrator you mean nothing to me. Yeah, I'm I, if the cop asks me or whatever, I'm I'm going to snitch. Yeah. You know, now if it was my best friend who killed someone, obviously a little more complex, but like yeah, I've never adhered to this, you know, no snitching. Like it just it depends on the context.
2: Well, and also if you're hanging out with somebody who's doing this, automatically my spidey senses go up because it's like, oh, you're hanging out with somebody that's doing this. Yeah. What? Yeah. And I don't want to be that person that mm-hmm. goes through your phone. I don't want mm-hmm. to be the person that doesn't trust you. That's not what a relationship to me is. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. And I, I just find it so disrespectful. But you're right. It isn't my business. But if I witness something, I'm going to tell somebody. Yeah. And that's just who I am. I'm yeah. going to. And I, I don't know. I mean, that is, that could be wrong, but I just think it's going to, the zit's going to pop anyway. Yeah. So I might as well, you know, tell the zit before the zit, po- you get it. Yeah, something like
0: that. <laughs> uh, which leads me to this question. Two-part question. Okay. Have you ever been cheated on? Second part, have you ever cheated on someone? Have you ever I been have been, probably. ever been a victim or a perpetrator? Or I bitch?
2: have probably been cheated on.
0: Why do you say probably?
2: Because I drank all the drinks in my 20s, so Mm -hmm. I don't remember. But I remember having some spidey senses of, oh, no.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, I had a boyfriend who, well, first of all, I'll go into it lightly. Uh I lived in a house in Echo Park. Mm -hmm. I rented a room when I worked for that lawyer in West Hollywood years and years ago. And one of the roommates and I decided to have a relationship. I was really I was in love with this person. Okay. He was going through a midlife crisis. He was mm-hmm. older and he broke up with me 2 months in saying I am not physically attracted to you anymore. Oh, wow. And I just wept. I was heartbroken. Well, he's
0: clearly gay. That's the bigger issue.
2: Well, no, he's married in I think San Francisco right now.
0: I don't know. As a compliment to you.
2: Oh. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. But that's a hard one to say. He was honest with his feelings. Mm-hmm. Cool.
0: You were a, attracted enough to me to to start doing, to start right. this thing. Right. And then, interesting.
2: Yeah. And, and so I had a sense with him that something was off. Yeah. That, okay, this means something else like you're getting something from a co-worker like he had a he had a friend a co-worker that was a woman and they he called her his co-worker wife yeah. and I was always suspicious but I was like you know what I'm gonna be a cool girl and who how cares long did you date? like three months okay. it was just like oh and he smoked I ugh. brought him to my parents house and they were like my mom was like is he a smoker he has yellow teeth like my mom was just not thrilled how old was he 35, I While was... While you were... 25. 20, okay, 10 years older. Yeah. Huh. And I was going through such a tough time. Yeah. A little 20-something Katie was just, oh, so fragile.
0: Now, second part of that question. Have you ever cheated or been tempted to cheat?
2: Been tempted. Did not cheat, though. Okay. Did not cheat. Good for you. Did not, no. Been tempted, Yeah. for sure, but no.
0: Not... In the last two years, I hope. (laughs) Yes.
2: (laughs) Been tempted yesterday, the day before. No, it was about 10 years ago. Uh I was just in a really bad situation that I caused. Poor guy. I I just feel bad for this person who I think is absolutely a gay man. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I just was so unhappy and I was drinking so much, and I slept on the couch for like a month. And so in that time, I was like, ooh, like looking outside. But then hmm. I it it had to be cut. Hmm. So the living with each other, and I think that's even more selfish. Like, hey, we live together, but mm-hmm. I'm on the couch, so. No, just I had to leave. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's I had to leave.
0: That's hard to live with someone who I would
2: never, I would never have the audacity to do that to somebody, even if they were horrible to me.
0: Yeah,
2: I just couldn't because I couldn't live with myself. Mm -hmm. Like lying in that way Mm -hmm. every day, you're lying to yourself. Yeah, it's just nuts. Now, have you ever cheated, or have you ever? What was the question?
1: Have
0: I cheated, or have I been cheated on? Yes. like you, I th- I think that I've been cheated
2: on. Really?
0: Uh, I was with this uh, Lucy. We'll call her Lucy because that's her name. But you know, uh, uh-huh. I was with her for nine Ball. years. Lucille Ball. Lucille Ball. <laughs> We're together for nine years uh, right in the middle of that. There was a nine month period where we broke up but continued to live together. Oh that was rough. Okay,
2: why nine months? Walk me through that. Well, that's
0: just how that's how long it took for us to get back together. But like she the plan was like, All right, we're broken up. We didn't know that we'd get back together in nine months, but it was like, All right, you can we were renting a house together. Sorry. We yeah. were sharing a house together and uh I think yeah, I can't remember why I didn't move out. I think I don't know. I just didn't want to move out. I liked the house, and I guess she was that way too. But I did tell her, I was like, hey, just so you know, this wasn't like a veiled threat or anything." Mm-hmm. But I was just like, "Don't be bringing anybody home because they're going to be problems." Like I'm not emotionally mature enough to be okay with that.
2: Were you dating during this nine no, month time? Uh-uh. Okay.
0: No, but uh, so anyway, not during that period. But uh, it's the same girl. A uh, few year, four years later, at the nine, we were together nine years minus that nine month period in the middle. But uh, we finally broke up for good at the end of nine years. And like the next, and we were still li- living in another place together. And that time, when we broke up for good, we were in an apartment. And okay. I moved out. We both moved out like a month later. Okay. Um, but like the day we broke up officially, the next day, I'm leaving the apartment complex and she's pulling in. And she's got a coworker riding shotgun. That's and like a... And I caught like didn't catch him, but it was just like, you know, I like I waved or she said something about something, but like there's a dude just riding shotgun the next day.
2: Were they together <laughs> they in were, a relationship? They were, they were
0: coworkers. Okay. And then, but I like that was odd. That like, huh? The day after we break up, you're bringing a dude home for whatever reason. I don't even. I didn't even ask. But for whatever reason, like, so that made me think, oh, you've, y'all have been friendly for a while.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Did they end up being in a relationship? No idea. A romantic one? No no idea. Yeah, same. I just don't.
0: And that same, Lucy, the same girl, we, um, I moved out and she moved out and then she wanted to be friends. And like for about six months, we would go on like a monthly friend date. Like, I just remember five or six times over the course of the, and then one day I'm just over at her new apartment. And, uh,
2: so a monthly friend date was, what would that be? What would you guys do? One time we
0: went like one time we went to Ikea together, you know, not like date dates, but just like hang dates. Like, Hey, you want to come help me pick out a couch or yeah, you want to go eat Mexican food or whatever. And then one day I'm over at her new apartment and she had mentioned something about so, and so, and we weren't like, completely open and like advertising what we're up to now romantically. Right. But she had alluded to the fact that she was kind of seeing somebody. And I can't remember if it was the same guy that yeah. I caught her with, but she had mentioned something that so-and-so was coming over or, and I was just like, yeah, I can't do this shit anymore. And I just Good for cold, you. cold turkey. I was like, Good. I, I can't do this shit anymore. We had nine years. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not going to be, the friendly ex-boyfriend. Not. I don't mean that in a bad way, but like, I'm just not going to be hanging around while you move on with your life romantically. So yeah. I, I just cut that out cold turkey. I was like, Nah, man, I'm not. What we're, a we're weird not doing this way
2: shit. of staying in each other's lives. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't. That's mean because you can't get over it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Now,
2: who was the breakup e, or breakup? I think it
0: was somewhat mutual. I think we both just it had just lost. We. Yeah. We probably, honestly, that middle break that we lived together for nine months, that should have been the permanent break. Because the second half, the next four years or whatever, like, when we got first got back together, it was exciting. Like, hey, yeah. we're going to turn some stuff around. We're going to try this a new way.
2: Like a New Year's Eve yeah. resolution. Like, but, okay. But sh-
0: the last three or four years was just like, oh, yeah, this is. And I think I've told you this. The main, well, we kind of drifted apart, but the, the kind of the... Um, what's the, the nail in the coffin for me was I had just started comedy and uh, towards the end of our relationship, we ended in 2009. I started comedy in 2006. So been doing it about three years by the time we ended. And about six months before we ended is when I knew, like, hey, I'm, I'm fully committed to comedy. At some point, I'm going to have to move to New York or Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And I told her that, and it was just like hard no.
2: Now, what was, why was it a hard no for her? Just
0: not interested. And my thing was like, well, with all due respect, you could get, she, I don't want to make fun of her job or whatever, even say what it is, but she just had some office job. And I was like, And, and was my, she
2: close with her family or something? N- no, the, not at all. Oh, so it wasn't like a family, I want to stay near my no. family. dad was I out wanna, of the picture, okay.
0: mom was spiraling out of control, but yeah, not just... Yeah, that's a thing. She didn't really give, uh, and she doesn't have to give an answer or a reason why. But it, my point was like, well, you can do your job anywhere. We can get you another job in L.A. doing what you do. I can only really do my job in New York or L.A. at the time. Of course, now it's a whole different can of worms. With yeah, you know, we can kind of do this wherever. But at the time, it was just like, oh, you want to get serious about comedy? You got to move to New York or L.A. And just a hard no. Don't want to do that. But no other reason. I was like, you don't want to try something new or new scenery or you're not excited that this would be a big step in my career no nope, i'm not moving to la i'm not moving to new york it's like oh okay
2: did you take that as a dig f- about your career did you take it personally like well what well, the f you don't believe in me enough to
0: well this is the same woman who looked me in the eye and said do you really think you could make a living doing comedy she didn't think I was funny
2: Oh, no. Yeah, she
0: wasn't super supportive.
2: She wasn't?
0: <laughs> no, nah, she just thought it was like a hobby, a pipe dream. I was like, no, I'm serious about this. So
2: was this something that you, so when you got that vibe from her, mm-hmm. did you kind of shut down and wouldn't share like open mics or shows? Like, Yeah, was definitely. Like a, she
0: definitely made it clear she had limited interest in my comedy career. So yeah, I'm not going to talk about it all the time.
2: Wow. <laughs> So guess what, though? That causes resentment mm-hmm. on both sides. Yeah. Because you're not sharing your new love, which is comedy. Mm-hmm. She doesn't get to be a part of it, isn't taking your new career move seriously.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And disengaging and not caring what your partner's into is a form of lying. Yeah. Because you're like, okay, I love you, but not that part. It's yeah. like, no, you got to love the whole person or try to understand, hey, what is this new avenue? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's figure this out. Yeah and it's hard to do when you don't know yourself either. Yeah. It just sounds like she was afraid of change, you know. Yeah,
0: that's probably it, you know. And Just scared. Mhm. Man. But yeah, and I knew that I knew that that was nail in the coffin because it was like, okay, that's how you feel. Um if I don't move to New York or LA because of you, I'm always I'm going to resent you whether I mean to or not. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if, I'd, if we'd have stayed together and I never left, I would just, every day, I'd be annoyed that, like, oh, I could be in L.A., but I don't know. I just knew it wasn't going to work because I knew that I had to pursue comedy. Mm-hmm on some level
2: this was your vocation and yeah. i was
0: i just knew that like if i stayed in georgia and stayed with her and still tried to do comedy every day i'd be like damn it i should be in la or i should be in new york or i could be further along if it weren't for her yeah so that was the second i knew oh well this is never gonna work might as well go ahead and cut bait here
2: when and forgive me if you already told me the timeline when did you start comedy and when was that breakup like was it was the there uh, a long gap
0: the middle breakup yes yeah uh
2: so you started comedy. She was like not interested.
0: Yeah, well, that middle breakup um, was like two thousand five. Okay. And I started comedy. I think during that breakup is when I started planting the seeds because this was after the cop stuff. Oh wow! You know, I was two thousand five was a rough year. So she was with
2: <laughs> you throughout the whole your whole cop career, really.
0: My whole cop career. Uh, we broke up shortly after. I got in trouble. Wow. Yeah, and I can't blame her for that. You know, I'm not going to hold that against her. I mean.
2: Shame? Yeah. I, sh-
0: I sh- you know. She was,
2: hey, uh-uh, Charlie. Charlie's a, such a, he didn't like it either.
0: But it was during our first breakup in 2005 is when I started thinking about comedy, because I had just gotten fired from the police thing, I almost went to prison for three years. I, was, I had started my landscaping business, and I enjoyed that, but I just knew, I was like, there was a small window where, like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I'll just own a landscaping business. And I would have been fine with that for the most part. But I just, that's when comedy started seeping into my brain of, like, nah, this is this is an opportunity, both the breakup and mm-hmm. the firing of the cop career. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's make some lemonade out of these lemons. And, mm-hmm. like, let's try to get into comedy. And then I started comedy. Then we got back together. And then, you know, a couple of years later is when I got, serious about it comedy. I mean, I was serious from day one, but it took about a year or two for me to realize, to believe in myself enough that I oh. could maybe pursue a career.
2: And this is when you had a landscaping company, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you switch from cop, and then your day job became your landscaping company, mm-hmm. and then you would drive to Atlanta mm-hmm. to do comedy, correct? I, I'd
0: mow yards all day long, come home, shower, and then drive an hour to do open mics in Atlanta.
2: And then you would come home, uh-huh. and it would be, how? so you would do that every day?
0: Five days a week. Okay.
2: Yeah. And she just had. No... I mean, she came to
0: a few shows, but just she was. Uh, I don't. I don't want to talk bad about her, but yeah. she was. She was. not kinda...
2: interested in your career.
0: She was young and hip and jaded and cynical and was like, "What is, what is this comedy? Oh my gosh, really you guys! Think, oh really well, you guys you were music little... nerds together. Yeah, yeah, you we're guys music... were totally yeah.
2: cool music kids." Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'm screwing a roommate in (laughs) Neckle Park. (laughs) Don't remember it, because I drink. Um, Wow.
0: And the closest... I can't believe
2: you did that for two years. Like, you lived with her not being Mm -hmm. happy. So what would you guys talk about? I mean, if you can't talk about your comedy...
0: I don't even remember.
2: Wow. Yeah, not much. Wow. Mm. Well, and she was probably resentful that she didn't get to pursue her dreams. Did Mm -hmm. she have any goals or dreams of?
0: Well, this is the same girl who wanted to be a hairstylist. And I paid 18 months of tuition at the best and most expensive cosmetology school in Atlanta. Yeah. And I I let her, I was like, you don't have to, this is when I was a cop. I was like, you don't have to work. (coughs) I want you to focus. It was like 8 hour a day class, you know, five days a week. So yeah. she's working like 40 hours a week at this schooling.
3: Yeah.
0: I was like, here's, here's the deal. I was making – I was scraping by without any of her income. I was like, just do this. I'll pay for it. Focus. She's like, okay, great. And, and this isn't me piling on. She graduates. She gets a job at her number one pick of a salon, the the one salon that was like top of her list. What was the salon? I'm obsessed. Uh, Aveda at, what's the fancy mall in Buckhead in Atlanta? Uh, Mm. um, um, Lenox, Lenox mall. She got a job at Aveda salon at Lenox mall in Buckhead in Atlanta. Worked there one day, one day came home. I quit. I don't want to do this anymore. No. For a year and a half, I paid for cosmetology school. She finally gets the one job she wanted the most, worked it one day, and quit.
2: What was it that she didn't like, and what did you do?
0: S- still have no idea. She, she didn't articulate it very well. Just uh, I just realized I want to do this. Wow. After one day, you train at something for a year and a half, and you do it for one day. That's why you decide- have to give it 90 days. Yeah, I was, like, I was like, can you at least give me two weeks, like see if it gets better? I don't want to do this. Wow. And, well, then can we, can we get a job at another salon? No, I don't want to do this at all. <gasps> okay. We're right on. Yet, you can't support my thing.
2: Wow. <laughs> oh, that would have drove me nuts. Yeah. That's crazy. So you kind of just took, you were kind of the provider of that relationship, really? Or was it half and half?
0: No, she she contributed a lot. Other than the eighteen months she was in school, like yeah. she she worked hard. She worked at uh, Outback. She was yeah. like a assistant manager. Like she was a hard worker. I'm not saying that unlike some of my other past girlfriends, uh, but just for whatever reason, mm-hmm. like this was her thing. Like I want to be a I want to work at a salon, and she eighteen months Monday through Friday, loved it, loved it, loved it. It's hard, but I like it. Yes, yes, yes. F- gets the job she wants one day. No, thanks. I'm done. Wow. All right. Wow. Yeah.
2: Well, that's. I'm glad that happened because guess what? I got you. <laughs> I got you, boo.
0: Oh boy! And to answer the other part of that question, have I ever cheated on anyone? Uh, the closest I ever came was uh, senior year in high school. I was with. I had a high school girlfriend that we were together on and off for two years. The last two years of high school, and we were on and off and on and off, and I. I guess I thought we were on an off, but maybe she thought we were kind of on an on, but uh, I went up to Williamson Brothers Barbecue in Canton, Uh because Casey Klein worked there, and Mm. I always thought Casey was pretty cute, and I went up there to hang out and flirt with her, and, and then my girlfriend walks in and catches us just, you know, granted, she didn't catch us having sex or anything, but like, yeah, I didn't have a... Viable excuse as to why I was there, other than to flirt with Casey Klein.
2: But you were <laughs> flirting with Casey Klein, which, mm-hmm. listen, lady, I'm watching you. Uh, but we and I'm sorry. So you were not together or together? Was it was I, I, it unclear I think for both? It was
0: kind of vague. I think it was kind of unclear. But I guess she thought we were, and she followed me up there. and walked in, and I was like, fuck. I'm
2: telling you guys, listen, ladies know. Uh Ladies know. Just be honest. Just come out and be honest. Mm -hmm. Get it off your chest. (laughs) Be fair to your partner. Oh, guys. Wow, I really went off on a tangent with this scandal. Sorry,
0: Big day. Big day in the Bravo universe.
2: (laughs) Had to talk about it.
0: Booty, uh, we can wrap it up or if you want to talk about what you did yesterday, we
2: can do that or save that for next week. I think we're gonna save it. Just save it for next week. I'm gonna save it for next week. Give Keep her, y'all give her some proper in, time. Intense. I did something yesterday. What I do? I don't know.
0: <laughs> uh word of mouth this week, Boo. You got one. Yes, I the do. The movie we watched the other day was
2: fantastic. Women talking. Yes. It's up for many Academy Awards. I honestly don't know. Mm-hmm. Um uh, uh, really, just beautiful. A badass woman cast, a wonderful script, a, a story that is really just poignant mm-hmm. and and dark and bleak. But it was just a really cool women empowerment. It felt women empowered. Really, yeah. I
0: mean, it was it was somber subject matter, obviously, yeah. but there was also something of of an empowering tone to it of like this is and we don't want to spoil too much but well yeah yeah you can't really
2: spoil it there's
0: uh, a little bit of m night Shyamalan thing going on yeah a little bit and if people have seen it they know what i'm talking about because the first part of the movie you're like oh this is i I don't want to spoil anything but like you're jarred by like oh wait this is when um yeah but man i loved it i thought again somber tone to the subject matter Chill out, Charlie.
2: It was somber. You're right.
0: But uh, how these women handled their uh, uh, catastrophe or adversity yeah. was impressive, and the acting—holy shit! Every one thing that's cool. Rooney about this movie, Mara's in it. I love her. Rooney Mara's oh, kind of the lead. Uh, she's amazing. One of my favorite new actresses—not new, but new to me somewhat. Jesse Buckley. Oh yes. Uh, she's in uh, season. Four of Fargo. Yep. She plays the, the nurse. She's been in a bunch of stuff recently. She's great in it. Um, I don't know. I hadn't really noticed this gal's work, but Claire Foy.
2: Yeah. She was
0: the other girl that kind of looked like a younger uh, Sarah Paulson.
2: Oh, yeah. She's amazing. You
0: know, she was great. Uh, everybody was great. Uh, my beloved uh, Frances McDormand's in it, although I was a little disappointed she she didn't, didn't have, have much a, screen time. Didn't have a lot of screen time, but anytime she I could see her, she produced as well. Yeah, she
2: produced it. I what I love it was directed by Sarah. Was it Sarah Paulson? No, uh, Sarah Pauly.
0: Yeah, Sarah Pauly. and I, I don't really know who. I that thought is. it was
2: Sarah Paulson. No, wow.
0: Sarah Paulson's the actress that we like. She was in the OJ series.
2: I know. I thought it. Yeah. I was. I was convinced it was her that did it, but well, let's, I, see let's see. Let's see. Sarah Pauly. Yeah, that's a
0: different. I don't know who Sarah
2: Pauly is, but listen. I think when I notice it's a female director, Uh I notice a lot of things, but it feels that that movie was just beautifully set, set up. The table was set up and I, I almost feel like movies for me. A weird example is like having a dinner party, right? Mm-hmm. I want to feel comfortable. I want to come in. I want to feel taken care of. And that's exactly how this movie was. Mm-hmm. And the subject matter is very dark. But I, I do believe it was for a reason to just show all all hard things that women have to go through. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a, it's just so well done, guys. And I would love to hear your notes on it because it's... It's a beautiful movie. That yeah. and the whale. I am yeah. I'm I'm pro these Oscar movies. Yeah.
0: Yeah I'm that pro. those two really delivered on like some of the other nominees. But uh yeah.
2: And your word of mouth, Boo, anything you got anything?
0: <laughs> Not a new movie, an older movie that I've watched twice this week. I saw it years and years ago and it didn't really resonate with me. But uh if you got HBO Max, um Paris, Texas is Ooh. available streaming now on HBO Max. Uh, nineteen eighty four Um, Harry Dean Stanton, I don't know how to describe this movie, real minimalist type movie, like an easy critique would be it's just such a slow burn, (laughs) like it is slow, (laughs) but it's kind of a character study, Uh, I love Harry Dean Stanton. Now who's Uh, he again? He's one of those guys, if you're not a big movie buff, you may not know his name, but you've seen him a thousand times, he's literally just been, he's dead now, he passed away about five years ago, Mm. but was in just everything. He was in Repo Man. He had roles in The Godfather. uh, Just, I don't really know what he would probably be best known for, but a character actor pretty much his whole career who uh, in Paris, Texas got the lead. Oh, okay. uh, Just one of those guys you've seen. He's in um, Big Love, if you saw that series with uh, Bill Paxton. Uh Uh-huh. Harry Dean Stanton played, like, the, the leader of the LDS. He was, like, oh, yeah. his father. Um, anyway, just great actor. Really enjoyed this movie. It is slow, but beautiful scenery. It's shot in Texas and Arizona and New oh. Mexico. And they're, they Basically, he's just this wanderer who uh, the, the film opens. First of all, he's in, obviously, the whole movie, probably every scene, just about. But his character doesn't speak for, like, the first 30 minutes. Oh! So the movie opens. I mean, other people speak. Yeah.
2: Oh, good. But he,
0: he it opens with him just wandering through the desert, like the Mexican desert. Uh, you know, the Mexican desert, that one. Um, and then he winds up in a hospital in Texas, and the hospital oh. somehow gets in touch with his brother who lives oh. in Los Angeles, and he comes out and picks him up, and then they take a road trip back home to L.A., and... It's we kind of figure out what's wrong with this dude. Why mm-hmm. is he so silent? Why is he so detached? Does he have amnesia? Mm. Does he have some sort of mental illness? Um, and then there's a story involving his son and his estranged wife. And uh, slow burn, but excellent, excellent movie. Ooh, okay, really Paris, Texas. Paris, Texas. Into like I said, it. not a new movie. It's been out for forty years almost, uh, but it is now streaming. It's one of those movies that. It's not, you don't see it pop up on a lot of the streaming things. Yeah. But it's on HBO Max now, and I really enjoyed that, so.
2: Awesome.
0: There you go.
2: Guys, this has just been a dream. Good times, boys. Oh, thanks, thanks for letting me just get that off my chest, all Guys, I'll, I'll let you know it won't be a whole episode next week, I promise. I'll do highlights, uh, but I'll keep you abreast of the situation. Yeah, keep me abreast. And, uh, <laughs> Is that the word, abreast? I think so, yeah breast. keep me abreast keep me a boob keep me a
0: boob of what's going on listen
2: guys and also if you have any questions we got we have a couple new calls this week
0: yeah we'll get to those calls next week
2: and also you can text you can text our number exactly we did not know that yeah I
0: didn't realize you could
2: text <laughs> <laughs> the
0: words?
2: 562-548-2012 in that order
0: <laughs> so give yeah. us a call give us a call if you hey text us talk
2: about betrayal ask me what you know if you have any questions or, uh, you know, just want to share a story. And about... by the way,
0: I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, it's If fine. you have text in the past, apologies. Uh, for example, Casey... Texted uh two years ago. Whoops. And I'm just now seeing it.
2: Casey, I hope you're okay. <laughs> but but can, we're gonna get to your text. Casey, next we'll
0: get to your week. text.
2: Can you wait another week? Um, yeah oh. So sorry about all that. Sorry guys. But you can text if you don't feel comfortable leaving a voicemail. Yeah. I understand.
0: Yeah. So uh and feel free to uh, give us a holler uh anytime. Five six two five four eight two zero one two.
2: Text or you know we'll call. Call.
0: Yeah, or write us a letter.
2: Oh, I love letters. You know, Charlie, what are you doing, bud? He's going nuts. I got him in that bark collar. Guys, do bark collars work? Don't worry, it's the one with the sound, not the not the zapping. Mm I don't know. He's bark. He's just going through it.
0: Yeah, he's going through his, his teen angst years.
2: Well, guys, everyone, I just love you. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Boo, it's been great talking to you.
0: always fun catching fun up, with catching
2: you. up. <laughs> Fun catching up. Fun catching up. I like
0: to know what's going on yes. in your life.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we love you.